Welcome to War Nouns, a Privateer Press podcast. I'm Locke, he's Caster, and today we are talking about Privateer Press's product timeline. Yes. Hello, and welcome to episode 36 of War Nouns. Hi. Um, so just before we get started, I got two little things. I, one is that Privateer Press really, really, really wants you to remember that on July 13th, uh, the Kickstarter for the Thousand Worlds for Warcaster goes live. They really want you to remember that. Yeah. They've been sending lots of updates and notices. I've got an email. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. So yes, they want you to know that. So we're just gonna put that here. We're gonna set that right there down there and let you know. Ah, hot tea's hot. Ah. Me, 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 me. And then another thing is, is I just want to share this little sort of funny story that happened. So, um, our oldest son, our our, our junior, our um, caster's junior caster. Yes. Um. He was having some problems with nightmares, and he'd had them two, two days in a row. And so, um, for those those of you who know about Courage, I'm going to have to re-explain for the people who don't. So, we got a, uh, a stuffed death chicken in a um, mystery box a couple of years ago, and our eldest son claimed it and named it Courage. And so we call it Courage the Cowardly Death Chicken. Well, that defeats his monsters for him and makes him feel safe and stuff. So he hadn't been sleeping with Courage, but he started having nightmares, so... We put courage back in bed with him. So um, he didn't have any nightmares that night. And he came out in the morning and he goes, Mom, courage ate all my dreams. And I was like, isn't that a good thing? And he goes, no, he ate the good dreams too. <laughs> and I was like, um, I, okay. And he goes, how didn't, or I was like, I'm like, but you didn't have bad dreams. And he goes, yeah, but I wanted to dream about Pokemon, but courage ate him. And I was like, I don't, I don't know how to deal with this. Here's some milk and cereal. <laughs> I wish I wasn't at work for that one. That would have been cute to listen to. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just that's just some stuff that I just want to do. Oh goodness! For those of you who don't know, or maybe you're like, what? What are they talking about? Death chicken? It, it's it's the uh, plushy death ripper from Cricks. Yeah. Uh, and there's also an a plushy agonizer and a plushy uh, shredder. We we have we have two shredders in our house, but yep. nobody has claimed the shredders. For some odd reason, um, our son was like, he just like we got that death chicken. And he's like, I love this. And um, he was having some trouble with monsters in his closet, and we told him that you know this you know this this thing will help you keep away the monsters, and he named it Courage. And yeah, yeah. I don't have to worry about spray bottles or you know whatever other things parents do for monsters. We have Courage, the cowardly death chicken. Yeah. And so. he, he named it that himself. We had no influence. Yeah. No, we found that after the fact that he had been calling it that for a while. Yeah. So yeah. Weird little story about our yeah. I just I, it just it happened like like a day or two ago, and I just wanted to share. So all right. <sighs> oh, was there any other news? I don't know. No. Um, Privateer Press has launched a brand new wiki. Actually, it might be their only wiki. I'm not. I'm not wiki, sure on that. Wiki, wiki, wiki. Wiki, wiki, whatever. Know, it's, um, it's but a anyways, gif, gif thing. Yeah, it's for uh, Riot Quest. Um, 
This put out an insider on it uh, not too long ago, a couple days ago. And uh, basically, you can go there and look at the rules, the FAQ, Ooh, all that sort of we stuff. We should do an episode going over that. Yeah, it might be interesting. I haven't really looked at it too much other than clicking on it saying, yes, this exists. But So in some personal news, we um, I got a, 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 a gift card for my birthday for Amazon, and we could not for the life of us figure out what to do with this silly little gift card and we finally did and we bought a bunch of right or not right quest um high command stuff yes off of amazon and so we have a bunch of high command stuff to start building our decks and playing yeah we have i would say 60 ish percent of all the high command releases there was a lot there's a lot I'm of releases i'm super excited i love high command so much ah! <laughs> So, um, I think we're all, the, the, out of the the major core changes to the rules, I think we're just missing the big guns uh, expansion and... Uh, Most of all the horde stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. We need the the uh, core um, core block or whatever you want to call that for the uh, box, core box for the hordes. You know, I, I know I know this podcast is about something completely different, but I just want to go through and go get the like, stuff and <laughs> start going through it right here on the cast. I mean, we, we could record another one immediately after this one. That would be that. Maybe. Okay. Anyways, regarding today's cast, um, we were going to actually be going over the product timeline of Privateer Press. So what this entails is I'm, uh, I tracked down the release time, although most of them was so just a year. This will sort of be a guideline to what they have released Mm-hmm. Sort of when it came out and all of the products that you all forgot about. Yes, either forgot about or played once or and saw we, it at a convention we, but never really knew what it was. We tried to record this beforehand and just covering the private or the, the Iron Kingdom and Hordes because we were going to talk a little bit about, you know, our experiences with the stuff and just our, our talk about. Just, just War Machine, not even Horse, <laughs> just War Machine took us a full hour, and we are like, no. So this is going to try to be a slimmed down version of this. Yes, we're going to try and hit all of them in one episode, so or cast, whatever. Um, so, yeah, and um, quick forward here, I'm not going to be going over every single expansion for every single game. Some of them I'm going to be touching on, but you're going to notice that War Machine and Hordes, I'm only going to mention... When Mark One, Two, and Three came out, no, that makes sense. The the rest of the you know uh, expansions and whatnot, we'll cover that another time. And we might just touch on these things and then cover them in more expanse in their own cast. Um, yes, some of know. them will definitely require that. Yeah. Uh, it would it would be an injustice not to at some point at least. Yeah, and then there's one that nobody else remembers exists. <laughs> Yeah, and there's a lot for it. So, yeah. we'll talk about that. Okay, so let's get started. Alright, so the beginning of Privateer Press. The very first product they ever put out before they were actually Privateer Press as a company, even, was Iron Kingdoms, the D20 system, back in D&D 3.0. So, it was an expansion for D&D? Or? It, it, uh, D&D had released uh, licenses that people, people could purchase to create their own little world in the D&D universe. Hmm. So, and I don't know if the license was free, if you actually had to purchase it for monetary value, that I'm not sure on. All I know is 
uh, Wizard of the Coast allowed people to do that. And uh, the creators of the game we all love uh, decided that that would be something that they were going to get into. We can get into that story at another time. Uh, or actually, there is a podcast I can link into this in the description of uh, Matt Wilson going over all of that for those of you who are interested. Uh, so, anyways, it begins in 2003 with the Iron Kingdom's D&D uh, system in 3.0. Next. And then, two uh -oh. short years later, War Machine Mark One comes out. The yes. game, the miniatures, all that comes out. Yes, indeed. Now, keep in mind, uh, really quick, some of you are like, wait a minute. Yes, people could play it before that, but they were basically con exclusives, and there was no actual production. 2005, launch of War Machine Mark One, production is in full swing in are we, retail. Are we talking like kind of how like, you know, Minecraft was released and then Minecraft was released? Yes, the beta that lasted what seemed like forever and then suddenly, oh, it's actually a thing. And you know, it's official now. Yes. Uh, yeah, basically. Ah. The miniature is equivalent. And then kinda one... Kind of like those games on Kickstarter. Yeah, kind of like those games on Kickstarter. No, they're Steam, like Steam Dreamlight games where they're like... Oh, Greenlight games. Okay, yeah. yes. I was wondering where you were going with yeah, the Kickstarter those, those, one. Yeah, but no, like, no, no, On Steam, there are games that are early access, and they're basically the, finished. Uh, the games that have been in alpha for years, literally, and they're still in alpha. Okay. I, uh, anyways. Yeah. Okay. So. so the next year, Hordes came out. Yes. So in 2005, War Machine Mark I uh, is out, and then 2006, Hordes Mark I launches with a limited release that is slowly filled out uh, over the uh, next year or two. And that also gives us the launch of the No Quarter magazine. Exactly, yes. Oh, I miss buying the No Quarter magazine. Go in. I love the No Quarter magazines. There was so much content in them. Mm. You could get a little bit of everything in one place. Everyone got something. Even uh, the Iron Kingdoms had new weapons, new classes. You got to learn bits of lore. It was a great resource for mm. many years. Mm. Miss it. So three years later is when in a No Quarter magazine, and I couldn't actually track down which one it was, but in one of the No Quarter magazines in 2009, they released Grind Mark One. So that was just basically take your models and play by these rules. Correct. It was a rules supplement for Privateer so, Press. For those uh, War of you who don't know what Grind was, um, it was basically there was a goal on either side and there was a ball, and your jacks were trying to get the ball into the goal, right? Yes. And then there was hazards and obstacles and spike traps and all that other goody. Basically, yes. Uh, you would slam the ball, spiked ball, mind you, around, because of course it's going to be spiked. Because uh, it's called grind. Yes. And not only that, the map technically takes place on a massive um, uh, metal grating levitated or uh, held in place by chains over a lava pool. And that is how they played. Yep. And you knock the ball into the goal, it would fall into the lava, and then a new ball would come out of the ceiling and reset the whole thing. So, um, it seemed to be pretty popular for a bit there. 
So that was Grind. They came out in 2009. So, but that was just the that was just the supplement in the in the no quarter. Yes, there was no official release. It was people modified their models however they wanted. Uh, there was even rules for warcasters like you could use so, Magnus or Striker. Do you have it later on when the actual? Yes, I was okay. able to track that down. So when when the actual board game itself came out. Yes. Okay. All right. So next up in 2010, we have Monster Apocalypse Mark, Mark One. One, which I didn't realize had been around for so long. I know, right? We didn't really hear really anything about it at least i never did not back then and then they also released monster apocalypse of voltron which is a limited box set two-player box set uh that released in both japan and america and i know that had to do or at least it it implied that had to do with some sort of special kaiju event over in Japan or something like that, but I couldn't find any more details other than I the think, passing mention. I think I remember seeing it on the shelf. Yeah? Oh, I remember seeing something destroying Japan on the shelf, but then again, board games do do that a lot. Yes, they do. Uh, Privateer Press also released a brand new product line, the P3 Paints, acrylic paints. Privateer the Press Paints. Oh my god, I just got that! <laughs> Privateer Press Paints, P3 Paints, yes. <laughs> or is it P-Cubed Paints? <laughs> We've been using them for years, yes. I'm wondering for years why they're called P3, and I was just like, I don't care. <laughs> um, well, now you <laughs> Those of you that can still hear, no. <laughs> I don't squeak. Nope, nope, nope. I, don't know what you're talking about. I, 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 I don't squeak. Nope. I'm gonna hate you. <laughs> Move on. Say something else. Okay, okay. Uh, fast forward two years later. They had to take a break. Yes. In 2012, we received the Iron Kingdoms RPG. No uh, longer is it a D&D supplement. Close and dear to my heart. Yes. A gaming system that both... I don't just sit there. I don't have to sit there and be like, what dice do I use? This dice? That dice? That dice over there? Nope. I just... Pick up my stack of D6 and I'm good. Books over here and books over there. What's the timing chart? What components do I need for the spell? Eh, no. I can use the same block of dice I use for War Machine on Iron Kingdoms at this point. <laughs> it don't, in history. Well, it, it's still a thing. It's still usable. So then, also that year, I guess because they just wanted to do a lot of stuff, they released Mark II of War Machine and Hordes. Yes, Mark, Mark II of War Machine and Hordes to much, much anticipation, a lot of playtesting, a lot of community involvement. Mark II of War Machine and Hordes is released. They also release Level 7 Escape, the first board game, true actual board game of Privateer Presses uh, without any miniatures involved. Uh, just little uh, cardboard pop-ups. It's a very lovely board game. Yes, it's a lot of fun. They also released... A game that nobody really remembers. Called Bodgers. And 
the weirdest thing ever in history is we we kind of got a mystery box from a friend and in the mystery box was bodgers yes yeah bodger mania <laughs> Yeah. And we're like, uh, looking at the picture, I'm like, oh, it's some sort of booster pack or something for Bodgers well, we, we, or we'll something. We'll talk about Bodgers Mania yeah. next year. But so, first, so first, they released Bodgers Heap, Bodgers... Um, Infernal Contraption. And, and Bodgers... Scrappers. Now, Scrappers, I couldn't find any further information on other than it exists. Sometime between 2012 and 2014, they released Bodgers Scrappers. But I couldn't find any details on it other than the fact that it exists. And, like, we forgot this existed until we were, like, building this thing for the previous podcast. Because I'm like, and then I was like, oh, I remember there used to be at the end of, like, um, when they would... Like at the at the end of that um that Lachlan we went to there the was keynote. like yeah there was like a little stuff for Bodgers and like nobody cared yeah and it I, I I still don't it's a card game I guess I'm not so sure so I was able to dig up the very very old and surprise it's still their uh, Privateer Press website and in it it actually has the description of these Bodgers games so I'm gonna go ahead and. Uh, Put, you know, say what they have here. Okay, read it. So, um, Bodger's Heap. In Bodger's Heap, each player plays a gang of crazed goblins that have traveled across the post-apocalyptic wasteland and broken down vehicles to converge on a gigantic heap of long-discarded scrap. <laughs> Perfect ingredients for demented automotive modification in arena-style bouts, each gang selects his champion driver to storm the heap and duke it out for the best parts to upgrade their vehicles. Be the first to trick out your vehicles and dominate the final pileup to rule the heap. Um, yeah, I don't have any rules or any. Actually, th there is a link still here for the rules. Uh, I'll have to try and remember. Get, there's going to be a lot of links in the in this description, FYI. But those who want to look up the rules. I don't know what the cards look like, but you can go look at them. Uh, they also released, um, let's see here, which one was it? Infernal Contraptions. I There isn't one for Infernal Contraptions, unfortunately. Which appeared to actually be the core one as well. So, I don't know why I'm not able to find it here, but it's, wait, wait. I found the link. Where does this lead me? Uh, Infernal Contraptions is a fun-fueled standalone card game of mechanical mayhem where goblin bodgers race to assemble their nigh-uncontrollable machines of mass consumption. <laughs> okay, that's Infernal Contraption. And I know that was probably their main one because later on I was able to find that they came out with a Mark II of it. Ah. Or a revised rules, I couldn't do decide i'm just not as crazy into goblins as other people are or even gobbers as uh you might want to call them yeah i don't know i think they're fun and crazy and cool but they're just they're not exactly my cup of tea either i know someone who there's right up his alley though I just i just i really i don't care <laughs> maybe that's why it didn't re being received so well i don't know we'll I, come no, back I mean, on that point later me <laughs> I mean, you know me, I see a gobber in a game and I usually find some reason to try to kick it. Hey, I mean, you get to destroy everyone else's gobbers. Yes, but I have to be them. Well, that's what your self-destruct button's for. It's not worth the sacrifice. All right. 
So Scrappers was a board game for two to four players. Each player takes control of a single goblin mechanic and uses a hand of action cards to race around the factory conveyor belt in order to grab the parts they need to finish their contraption first. First one they finish their contraption wins. And also, I'm when, when it comes to steampunk, I'm much more into the clothes than I am really into the crazy machines. Eh, fair enough, fair enough. You know, that yeah, makes I'm, sense. I'm all about the aesthetics. Yeah. Now keep in mind with all of these, it's, you know, I'm trying to build my thing while literally throwing a wrench in your machine so it blows up. That's kind of the the uh, fun aspect of all these. It's, it's uh, sabotage your uh, uh, neighbor to try and get your stuff done first. That's kind of the spirit of Bodgers. So, alright. Let's see here. So that all happened in 2012, and that was one heck of a year. And then, in 2013, out comes High Command! Yes! And High Command Hordes, and Bodromania, which is the one we got. Yep. So, yeah, in High Command, High Command Hordes, and Bodromania all premiered at Lockamo 2013. Oh my god, you put that on the list? Um, Yeah. So they also, and I'm not sure if this was at uh, Lock and Load or when uh, that year they released it, but they started a brand new project called the Masterworks Painted Statues. And their premiere one was 50 Foot Haley, as we know her today. At, the end, at that point, it was simply uh, a statue of a painted Haley. Very oh, nice. We never took the opportunity to buy one of those. No, unfortunately, we never had the funds in place at the time, or when we did, we didn't think about it. That's so sad. We will have to see if we can get one somewhere from someone. How are the internet for that? They w had intentions on getting a whole different line, like Striker, Nemo, Denegra, <gasps> oh. um, the Iron Lich. Um, I'm don't. I'm losing track of what the other ones were. I you know what? You know what? If, if, if they still have those sculpts out there and they decide to start making them, we'll totally put an order down. I know, right? Yeah. I mean, so that would be a good use of shelf space. Definitely. I, I, like, we would put shelves right up there and we would have a giant, you know, like, like I, I, you know, sometimes I, I look at people's sculptures and I'm like, ha, but no, you can put private to your press ones. Mm -hmm. I'm on board. And I don't know the exact dimensions, but I want to say that the statues were about... 10-ish inches tall. Do you remember that, was it in April Fool's? Um, there was a, I think it was an issue in um, um, a no quarter where they put out rules to play 50, 50 foot Haley. Yes, and okay. we have that. Okay. I know for a fact we have that. <laughs> um, yeah, the, there are rules. There, I think they're Mark II rules, I'm pretty darn sure. I don't think it was early Mark Three. I think it was late Mark Two. but there were rules to play. Yeah, no, I know for a fact now. Um, she she was absolutely busted, but uh, well, maybe not busted is not the term, but very, very, yeah, very strong. Know, I just remembered, we have that issue of Norquarter that has the rules to play Venter as a solo. Venter? I'm pretty sure it was Venter. Uh, he, he's, you can actually play him in, in uh, the uh, um, uh, man, man, okay. words. No, it's fine. It's fine. War Room. Yes. yes. I okay. don't know. 50 foot Haley might be in there too if you bring up all the alternative stuff. Well, yeah, whatever. Check, but I'm, I'm not going to check. So next, they also introduced... Level 7 Lockdown Expansion for Escape. Yep. 
So let's see, uh, one year after Level 7 Escape, people really liked Level 7. So they came out with the, the expansion Walk for it. And they also came up with another one called Omega Proganol. I, um... <laughs> Level 7 Omega Protocol, which was actually... And I really enjoyed this about Privateer Press. You have Level 7 Escape, and then you have the expansion for Escape. And then they're like, you know what? The storyline is, you know, this is a closed circuit, but let's expand the universe that this is in. And Omega Protocol actually brings it to the next level. And uh, a little backstory about Level 7. Okay, just super quick. Level 7... You are uh, playing a group of people that wake up... On level 7. On floor 7 of some sort of experimental lab, you assume, with all the test tubes around. With aliens. And there are aliens around, and you're trying to escape. Well, lockdown makes the game harder slash funner at the same time, but also gives you the rules to say, hey... We are the escapees. We won. We got out. Yay. And the military's sitting up there and they're like, holy crap, people got out. And they're, and they're like, um, well, we can't let you leave, but here's some weapons. If you go kill all those aliens down there, then the problem's solved and we'll let you go. And that's kind of what a lockdown was about. Well, Omega Protocol is kind of a, those humans they sent back in there never came out and the aliens are still there so they sent in a crack elite team of um, military people to go down and exterminate everything so it continues the storyline and a little a little story from from uh, not my playthrough of uh, level seven but the playthrough for caster that ensured that none of his friends would ever play with his brother again oh was when his brother locked them all behind a door, not because he had to, not because it was important, but because he thought it would be amusing. Yes. Um, it's a semi-cooperative game, I might add. You, you can... If you're going to win, you have to cooperate, but you can screw your neighbor um, and kill everyone, including yourself, at the same time. But yeah, it's that kind of game. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, though. So... Anyways, uh, moving on. In 2014, which was the very first lock and load I ever went to. Don't give me that look. <laughs> yes, it was the very first lock and load I went to, too. Yes, it was. Both lock and caster was a 2014. Uh, our, yeah, that was, yeah, that was our big hurrah into War Machine and Privateer Press as a whole. Yeah. Faith and Fortune came out for High Command. Yep. Bodgers, Zombies Keep Out, and Night of the Noxious Dead expansion. Yep. Both Level 7 Invasion. Yes, where the <laughs> aliens are invading the planet. Something you probably have all forgotten about, or you remember and go, <coughs> War Machine Tactics. Okay, okay, okay. full so, stop. <laughs> there are those out there who will not know what this is. Yes. War Machine Privateer Press tried to make a video game because, you know, um, freaking hell, um, Warhammer. Oh, yeah, does some, Warhammer. Does some good video games. So, Privateer Press tried to make a video game called Tactics. They, they hired. Which had some 
excellent Kickstarter stuff. I mean, I have yes, that one thing over yes. there. Yes, uh, the Kickstarter gave us uh, Sturgis 1 and 2, and... This is uh, where um, Allison Jakes comes yeah, from. Yeah, Allison Jakes. Yeah, she came, she came in with tactics. Actually, her, her story, her whole backstory, her in general, is explained in that game. Yes. So if you can find like a playthrough on the internet, watch it. But trust me, the game is impossible to play. The the team they hired to do the game, unfortunately, was not what Privateer Press was hoping they were going to be, and the game was unfortunately just riddled with bugs from the beginning to end. It the, just the the, thi- the 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 single player playthrough is not. It took me a while to try to get through, uh, I think it was the fourth mission or something. I actually got an achievement for completing it because so few people actually did. But uh, did you ever try the online play where you could play against other players? Yes, I did that like two or three times. How was tops. it? Um, facing was bugged out. Uh, your jacks would randomly change their facing. And it wasn't just their actual model change, like the actual facing changed with the model and you're like well crap i guess i'm going that way now and then they kind of batched it but then they would flip around and it was it was wonky the the biggest problem with tactics was the stats of the models in war machine tactics did not reflect what was on the tabletop it was a different value same mechanics all the, the the names and everything of things speed mat rat all that was the same but the values were different and also the squad size, like a squad on, or squad, <laughs> a unit would be 10 guys on the tabletop. Well, in this case, it's like five. And it's just... Because you, you can't have too many people. And then the maps were... I think it was a limitation of the engine they were using as well as yeah. just other problems. It, it was, it was, it's very pretty. It's a very, very pretty game. You can go on Steam and look it up. The it's very pretty. Dev aged. Yeah, but it's still not that bad. I, you know, and if you can find a playthrough out there on the internet, which I will not be doing one for you, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you should because, um, you know, it it it's lore, and you know, here yes. we like the lore. The lore is tasty. The lore is still there. I would say the. First, if you can get through the first four missions, that's where the bulk of the lore is. There's more to it than that. It's difficult to get further, though, unfortunately. But anyways, we're going to cover a lot of what went wrong with things later. We're trying to continue on with just what they made and when they made it at this point. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll be rehashing some of this as well as other parts of it later. Yeah, we, we can do like a, a deep dive into uh, forgotten Privateer Press products. Yeah, I think we should do that. But one other thing that they released, and this is something I absolutely love about Privateer Press. I mean, seriously. Um, It is the... Where is it? Um, Crap, no. Come on. I had it up. I thought I had it up. I was the wrong one. Oh, here he is. Okay, so Zombies Keep Out. So um, Bodgers, Zombies Keep Out, well... It's Bodger's theme, but really Zombies Keep Out is the game itself. And Zombies Keep Out was Privateer Press taking multiple different product lines and giving everyone something. And I love this about Privateer Press. And what it is, is Zombies Keep Out, it's a 
zany zombie defense game. You're gobbers trying to keep the zombies out. You know, it, it, there was a whole zombie craze going on at the time. Everyone was making a zombie game at the time. Well, what they did is they also made not only the rule book for it, but they created a Zombies Keep Out War Machine and Hordes scenario. <laughs> and they created a scenario for a, a level 7 Omega Protocol. And they created an I Zombies Keep Out Iron Kingdom's RPG scenario and character sheets for the RPG for Iron that is, Kingdom. That is, that is one thing thing about, about Privateer Press that you, know, you just absolutely have to adore. Because we have in our closet... We have the uh, the Kickstarter box for um, the tactics game, and it comes with models for um, all of those. Um, what are they called for all for all of the junior casters um, at the time? The named junior casters, mm -hmm. and it comes with also in that thing. It comes with high command cards, so yeah. that a special high command cards, and then like when we got um, that one. Solo, what's her name? The 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 robot chick. Oh, James. Yeah, when we got James, um, that also you know that it came with with um. Privateer. It came with War Machine cards, but it also came with her Riot Quest cards. Yeah, and that's just it. I mean, sure they did that for some of the um some of the models for Riot Quest, but not all. Yeah, but it's just, it's, it's really, it's really cool that, you know. That they do that sort of thing. And I'm looking at right here, you can actually go here and download the Iron Kingdom's character sheets for these gobbers. It's all filled out for you to just print off, bring to the table with your buddies and say, hey, let's play some crazy gobbers tonight with this zombie scenario uh, outside of the uh, City of Ghosts, a.k.a. Corvus. And um, it's it's fun. Well, at least it looks fun. We haven't actually played it, but I've looked over the rules and everything and whatnot, and it, it looks it that, looks fun. This this is awesome. It's it, it's got a picture of the character. It's got their their weapons, their tools, their abilities. That that is a beautiful character sheet. That that is a beautiful character sheet. Yeah, it's oh, not bad at all. That is a sexy character sheet. <laughs> They even filled in the faith, they're all Dunians, um, their weapons, alternate weapons, their gear. Gobbers, of course they're Dunians. Well, yeah, but I mean, they wouldn't have to be. But, I mean, yeah. Just because you had a Menoth Gobber in that one game you played does not mean all Gobbers are converted to the Menoth face. I forgot about that. It was annoying. Yeah... But he never really played to the... He played to his version of the lore, typically. But anyways, yeah. No, I mean, it's it's something you gotta love about Privateer Press. Yes. Alright, so moving on to uh, one year later, 2015. Iron Kingdom's Undercity. The board game? The board game. The board yes. game. It's an Iron... The Iron Kingdom's <gasps> board game, Undercity. So... Yeah. Back when we didn't have money, which is always, I saw online the um, special edition release of this mm. with this really cool suitcase and the game and all that stuff in yeah. it, and it sold, and now I can't get it. I mean, I still don't have any money, but if I had money and it was out there, I would buy it. Ah. <laughs> it looked really, really cool. 
Seriously. Ah, I like um, limited edition stuff. They also released High Command Rapid Engagement Expansion. We and we just got that one. Yeah. We have Faith and Fortune. It's right there on the shelf. I know. And we just got Rapid Engagement. I know. I, I didn't look up oh, all no, the little Widow, boxes Widow and whatnot. Lord was the one in the suitcase. Under City is a different one. Oh, okay. Widow was... Okay, so well, one year later, 2016... To much fanfare because Undercity was such a success. So Undercity was the war machine side of it. Yes. Iron Kingdom's Widower Woods was the horde side of it. Yes. And the box set, what it was, <gasps> is an actual dungeon crawl with yeah. tiles yeah. and yeah. scenarios. And models and... and all that other stuff. Yeah. We still need to get that. And on that page right there, Mark Three Grind. Now, Mark Three Grind was the actual board game. Yes. They and... released a board game version of it yes now mind you you might have well wait a minute you said grind one grind three grind two happened in there somewhere i can't find anything on it or what it fully entailed but grind bought mark three 2016 that's when the box set hit the table as a full production run to itself and if you have the box set or if you've seen anything about the box set there are some dice in there that look very suspiciously familiar yes um the Mark Three of Grind, between Mark One and Mark Three, I don't know where Mark Two falls in, sorry, uh, they changed the rules. It's no longer exclusively War Machine rules. They have a brand new rule set, including a new dice system that involves strikes. Yes, and, and, and red dice. And blue dice. And blue dice. Or is it red and white? It's red, white, possibly blue. I want to say blue's there yeah. somewhere. And they have they have blank spaces, and then they have little explosion-looking things on them that for one, and then little other ones that have two explosion-looking on them. And I'm like, hmm, where have I seen these dice before? We yes. have that. It's over there buried in a pile of stuff, but we have that. We have a lot of private press. We do have a lot of private press. We have not opened it, but we own but it, damn it. Eventually, <laughs> one day, we'll have a house with a closet that is privateer press. No, no, no. It'll be a room. Well, I, was, I figure War Machine and Hordes will take up an entire room, and then the closet's for everything else. We have to build, like, an extra wing. Oh, gosh. We need a house. Yes. Beyond the point. <laughs> Uh, so, in addition to Grind Mark III coming out with its full box set, we also have War Machine and Hordes. Mark III! Mark III. So, so this is around the time when the kids got really demanding. Yeah. Well, so, and at that point, we we had two, or was it just one and one on the way? You, we were there. We were there in 2016. We were there. You and I went 2014. I went 15. You and I went 16. I don't remember why I was the only one that went 15. but Because I had a baby. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, he was, like, three months old. That's right. See? And I wasn't going to drag him down to a convention. Timing. Yes. Um, yes. Three, three-month-old baby at Lock and Load 2015. Uh, anyways, um, so 2016, uh, we were both there for uh, that launch of Mark III, and uh, that was fun. Yeah. And then next, we come to 2017. And, like, 
barely anything happens. No quarter mark, uh, no quarter prime launches. The cease, the paper, no quarters, the actual magazines themselves, and go See, directly I, to a... Didn't uh, they release, like, one issue of Prime? Prime Prime had a physical form for an issue maybe two, but then it, it like three, digital. Digital. then it went full digital. And then it went full digital. Maybe it was three. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's stuff but, over there that organized. Yeah, that we... Um, but yeah, then it switched over to digital, and they had an app that you could download them and read them on your phone, your tablet, your computer, whatever so you like. Everything has an app. Yeah. So. And um, then in 2018, no quarter ends. Ends. Very sadly. <laughs> Very sadly. I, I'm not exactly sure what happened in there. I do know that the no quarter prime sales were not what the company was hoping for. It was like a hundred dollars for one year. Or something like that. It, it was a nice price bundle, I thought, but it was just not enough of them sold to make it interesting for the privateer press to continue. Yeah. So they decided to end it um, shortly before, shortly after Lock and Load 2018, uh, if I remember my timing correctly. That's sad. And then they did, however, launch or rather relaunch a product line that most had forgotten about at that point. Monster Apocalypse Mark II! Yes, they don't actually call it the Mark II, but it's version 2, Mark II. This is Privateer Press, everything's a Mark. So, Mark II, Monster Apocalypse, and they've been going strong ever since. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's big. And they finally, they finally flushed out all the factions enough that I might actually want to play. Yeah, same. And the rules have been streamlined, and they they actually have CID processes. I should have put when CID was in here and whatnot, but I didn't. Oh well. Yeah, CID doesn't start till somewhere, like. Uh, yeah, Mark Three CID starts in like. Well, no, no, that would have been like, 2018-ish. Something like that. 2017? Oh, no, it had to have been 17 or 18, because that Signar would have been right around there somewhere, but they didn't really figure out what it was until, like, 19. Anyways, moving on, 2019? I didn't realize those came out at the same time. Same year? Oh! In 2019, we got Riot Quest and Warcaster Neomechanica. Yep. I didn't realize they came out together. So Riot Quest came out like January, February, and then Warcaster Neo Mechanica came out. The product reached people's hands in like August? Mm. I think it was August. Look at me. September was their goal, and everyone got their stuff early. Like everyone worldwide got their stuff early, um, with very few exceptions. So it had to have been August or late July. And the Kickstarter ended in May? April? May? I think it was May. Don't ask me. I don't remember. Stop talking to me. I'm, yeah. I'm including you in my talk. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah, Riot Quest and Warcaster Neo Mechanica 2019. And then in 2020, um, out came our, our Iron Kingdom's Requiem. The Kickstarter was launched, but we still don't have any of the books. They are, for those that back the Kickstarter, you have them in PDF form. I have them in PDF form. I know, we don't have the physical books yet. That is due to world affairs, quote-unquote, bullshit. I'm calling it here. And all the uh, problems that, that arose for everyone when it came to supply, demand, production. So, yeah, no, we still have it. 
He's, he's not mad at private press. He's just mad at distributing in general. Yeah, and everything else. Yeah. Um, and then uh, that's also when Riot Quest um, Wintertime Wasteland came out. Yep. And, uh, yeah. We're not going to talk about this year because um, not enough, I guess. I, we, we don't want to. <laughs> Deal with it. Um, yeah, no, I didn't cover anything for this year. I mean, what, what, what we have... More Warcasters come out. More so Riot Quests come out. What, what I think think is, is very interesting from this is is to learn about the the products that a lot of people don't know are are associated with with Privateer Press. When people hear Privateer Press, they think War Machine and Hordes, or yeah. maybe Iron Kingdoms, which is part of that. They don't really know about all like Level Seven and Monster Apocalypse and um, War Machine Tactics. <laughs> that's part of the pre- that, that that that's part of the the umbrella of yeah. the Iron Kingdoms. You know, they, they don't really know about, you know, like, you know, level seven or the Bodgers or that or that kind of stuff. Grind they're, even. Yeah. Well, a lot of people don't. I mean, there, there are people who probably remember Grind, but there are people who, you know, are just going, oh, yeah, no, I know about Grind. They totally probably forgot about it. Yeah, most likely. And that's part of the reason kind of why we did this. But also, I want to bring back some attention here. So... Back in 2005, Mark I of War Machine launched. 2006, we get Hordes. Okay. In 2012, we get War Machine and Hordes Mark II. So you're looking at there of eight years of... Right? Do my math right, right? I don't know. Five, six, seven, eight. (laughs) Seven years. Seven years of, um, yes, I had to count that out, of War Machine Mark One to Mark Two. However, Mark Two to Mark Three, Mark Three came out in 2016. Only four years later, we got a new version. Mark Two, for all that people talk about it, there was a huge influx of players during Mark Two. So that's what a lot of people are accustomed to, but it was very short. There wasn't a whole lot of time there. I mean, the and for those of you who Mark remember, Mark lasted has lasted as long as Mark Two. Yes, that's where I, where I was going with that. Um, so it's been going five years now. Yeah, no, uh, this year, this month actually, or last month I should say. Yeah, last month. Um, was five years of War Machine Mark III. Mm. So are we going to go another three years before a version update? Or is there, are we finally at the point where the CIDs are going to keep us going? It's hard to say at this point. They have been hinting at the fact that they have dabbled around with the idea of a Mark IV. At least Hungerford did back when he was with the company. But, you know... We One thing that, that, that I've heard persistent rumors about, and, and I don't necessarily know how I feel about it. It's empty. Leave my teapot alone. Okay. Um, one thing I've heard persistent rumors about, and I'm not sure how I feel about, is um, the, the fact that they're going to sort of legacy model certain models out of competitive play. Yeah. And prior to the Oblivion expansion, basically... I was wholeheartedly against that in the day and idea and whatnot. But now that Oblivion has happened, it makes sense lore-wise. Whereas before, it never did. It never made sense. It made sense from a company standpoint. 
to try and you know bring down the volume of models that you you have and trying to deal with and juggle and whatnot it's at some point you have a bloat of just too many skews if you will but now it makes sense lore wise the countries especially protectorate isn't what it was they can't I mean, on a tabletop, us just throwing dice around. Sure, you know, protector, it's all yeah, this yeah, thing yeah, here. Yeah, but... I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here to get in a lore sp thing yeah. about that with you. I just, you know, we're talking about the timeline. You know, maybe we can project a little into the future. Okay, You know, that's right. not really my thing. No. But. So, I, okay. I just, 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 Taking I mean, a step back here. I, I, I can see them doing that. I would be very disappointed. Um with them doing that and that that's the big thing about thing, privateer press is your models are always at value yeah but the problem is is, is they keep releasing new models it, 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 it really is it, it, it is it is it is an, an issue that is too great to get into at the moment yeah it really is it really is we, we could be talking about this for another hour <laughs> easily yeah. um but what okay War Machine and Hordes aside, because that's so, an obvious... Oh. I want to talk about this. Go ahead. One second. So, so one thing, especially that I, that I liked about... Uh, I, went to a, um, I went to a convention, or I went to a lock and load. Yes. And I had my War Machine armies. Or, I had, I had my War Machine models. Yeah. But I also had my high command deck. And I literally went somewhere, and I threw down a um, game of high command with some people in another room while you were playing your games because i, I remember that yeah i went down and i had a good time i, I got a, with a group of people who were much younger than me everybody's much younger than me now but they were much younger than me even then and i was like oh, i'm not that old i was only like 25 oh ah, beyond the point um i threw down a game of high command with some people yeah and that was enjoyable and i, I kind of like i like the aspect of see i um I, I could i like the aspect of i i could bring one like one army, one full army, and then uh, a few things to just change it up to do to be like a second list. Yeah. And then, um, but I could also use that army in a thing of brawl machine. But um, you know, you could bring because, or you could bring just like a small army for warcaster, and then a brawl machine army, and then a riot quest army, and then you know, I, I like the whole thing that you could go to a convention and you could play anything. Yeah, definitely. That's one of the big draws of it. Really. You see, you could, but you go to the conventions to play the big games, like 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 the like you're you're there for like two hours playing a, a high point game with some dude. Yeah. You know, I want to go down there and I want to I want to taste, and I, I like the fact that the brawl machine means you could just go out, knock something out fairly quickly, and then run over here and and play that real quickly and all that other stuff. Yeah, you're you're starting and finishing a game within you an know, hour. You they, know, they they keep talking about about legacy products. I, I would not be against them. Um, looking at high command i don't want them to invalidate the cards i already have that would make me very upset but i would yeah i i would be, i would you know because we have a lot of cards <laughs> yes i would like them to maybe maybe look at somehow to bring it back i don't know i i think if some and this is this is us talking a little bit without having a whole lot of play recently it's been a long time um, but I think, honestly, just, just from my knowledge, is if they just tweak some of the rules, just some never caught on. They have so many expansions that came out, so many packs and bundles and cards, and I. 
to, to quote someone from a different podcast, I wish I could say exactly which one, but I don't remember, to be honest. Someone mentioned that the, the game's core aspect that made it fun and uh, brought the balance into a point where it was really competitive and fun took a full year. And by then, too many people had lost interest because of balance issues or because the thing that they were hoping for wasn't there yet. And that was the problem, and no one knew. No one quite realized that at the time. But I, I, I do like the, the, the fact that their games can be really interconnected. I can yeah. pull out, or I can put RideQuest models into my my War Machine army, and then mm-hmm. I can just pull those out and go play RideQuest game and come back later and put them back in my army. Yeah. I like <laughs> that. Yeah. Here, here's here's the scenario that could happen is you know you're like I'm playing a game like I have your right quest models on my table you know I'm using them they're part of my army and you're like can can you just kill that model really quick please because the other four are already dead okay thank you grabs all those models and runs off somewhere to go play as a game I would I would literally do that too. yeah I know I know <laughs> I 100 know you would do that. <laughs> I'd be sitting there going, "What the hell? I needed that." Um, but yeah, no, that's that's something that Privateer Press has done a very good job of integrating their stuff together and, and integrating one product into another. Especially the level sevens, they integrated it through. And I really the Iron Kingdoms. I really like Riot Quest that you could literally bring all of the models, sit down at the table, and decide to build a random list right there to play Riot Quest. Yeah. Or you can have your specific team already selected in like a little box off to the side and when and you're sitting there and you can't find anybody at a table to play War Machine against somebody goes, I'm playing Riot Quest and you're like, grab your box, I'm playing too Yeah. One hundred percent. I just, I like I like the They they have a lot of games and it's very cool. Definitely. And I You know <laughs> I've been to Lachlan like two or three times. I don't think I've ever sat through a panel, except for the keynote. <laughs> we, no, because we were playing a game at the same time in the same room. Um, the cosplay events? That's no. not really a panel. No, it doesn't count. Painting panels, I have sat through two of them. I've never sat through a painting panel. I couldn't tell you what years, but... Yeah. Well, they they had some entertaining contests going on. There was there was that one year where you were literally in the background of the camera, and I was watching you live, and I was trying to get you to. That was 2015. Yes. No. You're trying. What was it? Not 15. No, no, it was it wasn't 15. It was. It had um, to have been 17 then, because I didn't go 18. Well, we no we both. When did we when did we meet Logan? We both went 17. Are you sure? No, I went Mark three, so I went sixteen. You went okay, so I went seventeen. Yeah, you went seventeen because I was there. I saw the panel for the No Quarter Prime. I remember them announcing it and going over and talking to the guys. Okay, we have no money. Lost. <laughs> we have lost the whatever we were on. The this, train, this the is track. Lock and Caster rambles. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so we have done a breakdown. <laughs> Of the product line for you, uh, time-wise. We will do a breakdown of each sometime in the future. I don't know. Caster has planned out, in this very castery way. Um, <laughs> lists. He lists. He lists what we're going to do for each podcast for like the next, I don't know how many episodes. It will bring don't us. Don't even tell me. 
Don't even tell me. <laughs> so we have, he has oh. a plan. His plans yes. don't typically succeed, but he has a plan. Well, this uh, one succeeded uh, today. This episode, yeah. Well, that's only because I got sick. <laughs> and I had to stay home from work. Beyond the point. Plan list things. Yes. Plan list things. So I don't know if you have that in your list breaking down each game, but you should. Yes. Beyond the point. The point is over there. We are here. We need to get back over there. Eh. Eh. I think we're done. Are we done? Are, are, are we? Okay. Well, next time on War Nouns, we will be talking about Privateer Press's failed projects and uh, talk more I know, in depth. Should we call them failed projects? Well, Unpopular products? Product lines that got dropped for one reason or another and what those reasons either were or may have been <gasps> dependent. We totally forgot to put that one in there. Uh, you forgot it. Oh, no. <laughs> you forgot it. Somewhere at some point, Iron Company was a thing. I'm so sorry I forgot to add that. How did I miss that? I added it in my list, and then I didn't actually figure out when it was released. I apologize. I will try and have that for next episode. You, you know you have to look that up and put it in as like a little insert at the end of the episode now. Of what it it uh, fine. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna let him go do that. Yes. And I'm gonna go back over to my desk and terrorize my desk. So um. Thank you all for joining us. We love having you here and hope to hear again from you real soon. Bye. Company of Iron came out in 2017. Thank you for listening to this episode of War Nouns. If you'd like to contact us, I put our Gmail and Twitter info in the show notes. You can also find there a list of all relevant resources or shoutouts we mention or use for today's cast. There will also be a link to our Ko-fi if you feel so inclined to make a donation to our caffeine habits. And lastly, if you want to learn more about our intro or outro music, you can find a link to Prodless on Bandcamp. Bandcamp.